Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams, and created a seven-figure online coaching business in just two years. Now I'm sharing my proven strategies with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. Grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Welcome to the Taylor DeHaze podcast. I'm so glad you're here. What's up, y'all? This might be, oh man, one of the spiciest episodes that I've recorded. And I say that because I'm not, I'm not gonna tread lightly. I'm not gonna tread lightly with this one. It, it's needed to be said. I've been in the business coaching space for over two years at this point, in the coaching space for about four. And, you know, I do things a little differently on my corner of the internet. And this is not my episode to say that I am better, that my ways are better, because everyone has different methods. That is, I love that, right? Every client needs something different. I love that. But there are some things that just will not fly, okay? So I've got my coffee ready. I'm gonna be sipping it, not sipping tea, not spilling tea, but you know, I have a lot of conversations with you guys in my DMs and I have a lot of clients that have worked in other masterminds or programs or one-to-one with other coaches. And there are just certain things to me that are like bare minimum standards, right? And I want to really just take a deep dive into what I'm not loving about the coaching industry, the business coaching industry, because, you know, again, I'm noticing that a lot of y'all have told me you've invested before. And now because of that investment, you're not wanting to invest again. It put a bad taste in your mouth. And I'm here to tell you, I have made investments that I wasn't totally in love with. You know what I mean? Like we all have, like that's, that's part of business, right? Like taking risks and not everything being exactly what we thought it was going to be. And, and that's okay. But this this just can't fly anymore. And so as you're listening to this, I want you to listen with an open mind. I want you to listen from as much of a non-biased perspective as you can, because as you are looking for your next mentor, you know, the, the best thing I can say is do your homework and do your due diligence, have multiple conversations. You know, I'm somebody that's very, very decisive. I don't take very long to make decisions on who I want to work with, but I will say there are just certain non-negotiables and yeah, let's dive in, right? I've got, I've, I've broken this down into a few, just a few points. I don't even know how many it is. Let's see, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, ten. Nice, even number. So I've got ten things, ten points that I've summarized this down into of what I'm not loving about the coaching industry, all right? So... The first point is that there was never a business even built, okay? I see so many business coaches where they literally did not build a business. They just somehow started business coaching, right? Or the business that they built was a failure, right? And they basically morph into business coaching because that seems easier, right? Which is a whole nother thing that I could talk about, but you know, there are coaches out there that have claimed to go from, you know, zero to seven figures in like three seconds or zero to eight figures or whatever it is, right? Like really, really fast and cool. Love that. Awesome. However, did you ever build 
did you ever build the business right now something that i look for in a coach personally and this name this may not be you but personally you know i am somebody that doesn't have uh, a lot of followers i'm not somebody that is like an influencer or any of that and so for me if there's a coach that went from zero to seven in three seconds, you know, a lot of those methods may not translate to me based on my following count and things of that nature. Right. And so often I see like, like I'm, like I'm telling you, you know, business coaching really took off online probably, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago. It's, it's not like super, uh, it hasn't been around very long. Right. And so there are certain pioneers in the business coaching space and, now business coaches are popping up left and right just as fast as fitness coaches are popping up and just like there are plenty of really bad fitness coaches there are plenty of really bad business coaches right there are people that just have no business coaching and that's not what i'm talking about but i'm talking about the people that have truly never built a business and their solution to basically getting to the next level is totally dismembering their business and i've seen this before I've seen this with DM agencies combusting and then becoming business coaches. I have seen this with fitness coaches being like, eh, I don't feel like coaching anymore. Let me, let me do business coaching. And you know, for me, it was a very natural progression. I truly had no idea that I wanted to business coach. I didn't even know what a business coach was when I first started out, literally no idea. Right. But I hired one about seven months into my business, seven, eight months into my business. And after about a year into my business, people started asking me for help. And I love coaching. I genuinely love coaching. And so I said, okay, like, let's do this. And after I worked with a few clients privately, I realized there was such an unserved need because I had been in the fitness space, y'all, forever. Like, I mean, 10 years, right? Like, I worked with Lane Norton for five years and then Cliff Wilson. And like, I've always had amazing coaches and I've, I've, when I was reporting and I was doing some, some work in DC, I did a lot of fitness interviews with people that were just very high up in the industry. Right. And so I was very intertwined in, in that web. And so I was super excited to start my business. And that's why one of the reasons my, my fitness clients came pretty quickly in the very beginning, because my entire Instagram profile was me documenting, documenting fitness, right. Documenting my powerlifting and my bodybuilding. So, you know, it was a natural inclination and that's why I was able to build a business so quickly because I had, I had the skill set, right? Like I knew what the fuck I was talking about. And so Anyway, I just watch out for, for coaches that never built a business or built a business that wasn't scalable and then they started business coaching. And you know, it's funny, I recently did a photo shoot with some fitness inspiration because I was thinking to myself, I was like, Taylor, you have not done a fitness photo shoot in so long, right? And part of the reason was because I wasn't in love with my body recently. You know, if y'all have been following me, I was dealing with a lot of hormone reparation, adrenal fatigue, all of that. And so my body was just not like my normal body. So I didn't want a fitness photo shoot, but I was like, Taylor, you should probably start incorporating more fitness stuff onto your, onto your page. Like just even like the aesthetic of it, right? Not, not necessarily like content, but because I still coach y'all, like I built a successful, scalable fitness coaching business. And I love that business. Am I scaling that anymore? No. Am I taking on new clients? Referral based only, but you get, you get what I'm saying. Okay. So this one, y'all. Becoming a business coach to make more money. 
This is so irresponsible and it shows a huge lack of integrity, all right? We already know the coaching space is saturated. If you want to increase your income, then let's talk about ways to expand that. But it's almost like becoming a business coach is truly the new sellout, right? So there are a few things that drive me nuts about this, but becoming a business coach, I want to see there, you have no business being a business coach if you have not built a multi six figure business, okay? If you wanna help a friend on the side, fine. But I, if we're talking about business, you need to have a team that you've built. You need to have a killer sales process. You need to have at least two offers, right? To, to, to teach funnels. You need to have gone through the ebbs and flows of growth and stretch and uncomfortability. And it just is so irresponsible when I see people that are business coaching to make more money. Like it does not make sense to me, right? And if that is you and I'm speaking to you, you know, I'm sorry if you feel victimized right now, but I've seen this trend time and time again. And it's the same thing as, you know, gut health coaches, right? That have no business coaching that. And RDs are getting pissed off because I don't blame them because these people are talking about gut health and maybe it's because they've just dealt with some bloat recently or, or if you're coaching what you just went through right? I am no expert at hormonal reparation. What I am good at though, is understanding the symptoms and signs that something is wrong and outsourcing to other coaches who are going to be able to prescribe protocols. And then I can walk my clients through those things. Right. But again, becoming a business coach, isn't the way to make more money. I have fitness clients that are or business clients, excuse me, that are scaling to half million and beyond years with solely just fitness coaching, right? Like you can scale to seven figures. There are multi or many rather seven figure businesses that are fitness based and they're not business coaching. So if your easy way is like, well, that seems, that seems like the only way I can make more money, the only way I can sell high ticket. Nope. It's just time to really refine your niche and really look at your strategy and your structure over time and make some adjustments, right? Point number three, charging outrageous prices without any justification. The internet streets are wild y'all. And I am not going to tell you to not charge high ticket or any of that, right? I want you to charge what feels good. I'm not going to say charge your worth mainly because <laughs> your worth is, is limitless, right? But if you're charging some crazy like 5k a month and you're providing subpar coaching and a mastermind, it's going to show through when your clients don't stay with you, right? Just like I have had fitness or business coaching clients that are fitness specific that are charging or were charging, you know, a thousand dollars a month, right? Because some coach told them to charge that much and they weren't landing any sales. And then once we basically refine their marketing, drop their prices a little bit, you know, now they're charging a fraction of that price. It's still high ticket, but they have a bigger roster and more MRR, right? And they can grow back into that high ticket. But guys, if you're thinking about, you know, if you're fitness coaching, you're looking to keep somebody around for over a year or years, right? Like my fitness clients stay with me for two, three years, two or three years. And I would rather, I would rather them have me or rather, I would rather have them pay me you know, $400 a month for three years than $1,000 for three months and constantly having to be, you know, finding new clients because one, 
that's a shitty business model. Two, you can charge more than that eventually, of course, but like, how are you going to get testimonials and responses and things like that, right? So just be careful. You know, I have worked with coaches that have charged insane amounts and I have paid insane amounts. And then I've also worked with mentors who have not charged an arm and a leg and were way more helpful and, and, and all of that, right? So, you know, I have dropped six figures on multiple mentors, right? Varying levels of six figures. And, you know, this is also my disclaimer to say, if you're looking for a business coach, it's not gonna be $500 a month. Like you can kiss that goodbye. It's just not. We're talking about building your business and making you sustainable wealth, right? So if you pay a coach 25K for a year, and you in that year making 30, 40, 50, 60 K months, I mean, clearly the ROI is endless. If you hire a business coach and you're paying, you know, a thousand dollars a month and you think you're going to make seven figures, like you're grossly mistaken. Right? So I understand there is like ROI and exchange, but if you are new to, you know, a, an offer, right? Like when I first launched fitness coach Academy, I knew what the big players were charging, right? Like I know what some of these other programs are charging. They're charging, you know, 10 grand, 12K, 15K even. When I first launched FCA, it was $2,400 and I gave the waitlist a $400 off. So it was 2K, right? And now FCA is 5K and I have absolutely no plans on raising that rate whatsoever it would have to be like a lot of things would need to be updated and changed. And for me to go from 22 to five, now that was a year and a half in between that. And I've worked with hundreds of clients in FCA and I've added so many amazing benefits to that program. So the 5k feels really justified, especially since that program gets you to 5k and there is a risk-free guarantee. So I feel really, really good about that exchange, but you know, I have people that come to me and they're like, oh, wow, it's 5K. I just paid 10K for my last program and I didn't learn a damn thing, right? Like, that's not okay. That is not okay. When there's no justification, I don't get it, okay? The fourth thing is promoting business being easy. Can we stop this? Can we literally stop this? Because this is literally why so many entrepreneurs quit because we have glamorized entrepreneurship, right? There is this incredible amount of grit and perseverance needed to build a business. It is not easy. It is not easy building a business. And if I keep hearing about these business coaches that are building, you know, their seven figure empires working two hours a day, but then I'm also hearing from that coach's clients telling me they are not getting responses from that coach. Um, there's a problem. If you are only working two hours a day and you are not able to serve your clients and show up for them, that is a problem. But that is a common, common theme that I am seeing right now is outsourcing coaching and not having a replacement that is good enough to take over. And so these clients, they're buying in to you, which brings me to my next point. My next point is being the face of your company and outsourcing all of your coaching. If somebody invests in you, because you are the face of all of your marketing, you are the face of your program, you are the face of all of your sales pages, but they don't get access to you or the only access they get to you is a Slack channel that also has multiple support coaches in there and they really don't get any time with you. That is misleading. That is so misleading and that has to stop. Like it has to stop. 
So I blended these two together. I'm going to kind of dive back and forth, but you know, if you're feeling, if you're watching a business coach tell you that they are living this great life and they are traveling to Paris every weekend and they just bought a second home and business gets to be easy. And then you're thinking, well, what the fuck is this even for me? Because it feels so hard. Then like there's an issue. And I was recently talking to my mentor because I had this question for him and I, we brought this up because he and I are totally in agreement with this two hour bullshit workday thing. And I said, just realistically, like how much do you work a week, right? Like how much do you work per week and how much time do you spend with your clients? And his response was, well, I've got a five year plan to, you know, build my next eight figure business. Granted, this person has built multiple eight figure businesses and kills it. And he said, I'm building, you know, an eight figure business and I've got like a five year runway. So, I mean, I'm working 60 hours a week and I dedicate half of my time to my clients. So that is 30 hours of coaching a week, right? Now that to me makes so much sense. And if you're thinking, oh my God, 60 hours a week, I don't want that. Well, maybe you don't want to build a, you know, seven plus or eight figure business and that's okay. But for me, it hasn't really mattered the level of business. I have worked at least 40 hours a week at all levels of my business, getting it off the ground, hiring, outsourcing, right? Like, but where I'm spending my time shifts, right? Like in my business versus on my business, there is, there's literally no fathomable way I would be spending only 15 hours a week in my business because I spend more than that coaching my clients every week. I'm coaching my clients for probably 25 hours a week, at least, especially if it's like my coaching call weeks. I mean, I'm in Slack at least two hours a day, Slack and Boxer support. So when, when you see this message and you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm screwed up. Something's wrong. No, you're not. You're just being misled, right? Like there is no CEO truly. There's no CEO that is running an eight figure business or, or high seven that works two hours a day, unless they have literally outsourced everything and have sold their business. There is just no way in hell. So I, I just need you to remember that. And like, that's why I always say, you know, I, I only want to work with clients who want to put in the work and want to, you know, build that resiliency, that grit, right? That stamina, because I'm looking for people that are hungry, that want to build empires and create a legacy. Like that is who I love to work with because that's how I am. I love to hustle. Okay. And this isn't hustle culture y'all because putting in 60 hours a week for my business flies by where putting in that amount of work for somebody else. Oh, hell no. Right? Like it's a totally different ball game. So elements of your business do get easier over time. That is, that is a total fact, right? Like if you're if you're somebody that's thinking, oh my God, like creating a course, that sounds so hard. Well, I'm here to tell you, I, I totally felt that, but now my signature course is evergreen, right? Or, you know, thinking back to like even the basics, like the basics of basics, like getting my first five clients. Oh my God, that felt so hard. But then it was like, oh, it feels easy now. Like getting clients doesn't feel hard. So anyway, there's that. And then, all right. So I've already kind of covered like this two hour workday with that. So we're going to skip ahead to this one size fits all coaching approach. So this is kind of where I want to give a disclaimer that, you know, every coach is different. Okay. Not every coach is going to operate the same way as me. And I know that. So when I work with a client that is in a high level, like in my mastermind, which scales you from six figures to seven figures, 
when I'm working with a client in that mastermind, I am truly in their business. I know their KPIs. I know their metrics. I know their due dates, their deadlines. I know who their hires are. I know who their team is. Their team knows me. Like we, we are truly in a partnership. Okay. There are also coaches who are a little more accountability based, right? Where they pretty much don't keep tabs of you. It's more of like, you know, what do you need help with? And it's kind of like an accountability thing. And that's fine, whatever. You know, and I will say I keep tabs every single month. I do kind of accountability sweeps where I basically check up on, I, I get, I collect like your MRR and your cash every month. Um, and I keep tabs of like what we're working on on the side and, and projects and deadlines so that I can make sure to reach out and say, hey, are we done? Where is this? How are things going? Now there is personal responsibility. I mean, I do expect you to do the things, right? Like if you're not doing the things that we set in place, then that's a whole nother conversation. But my point is my hands are all up in your business. I am helping you integrate, implement, strategize, create all of those things. So if you're looking for a partnership, right? Like then that would make a lot of sense. But what I find is there's a lot of coaches that they have one method and that method only. One method, if you want to scale your fitness business, hire a lot of assistant coaches. Mm, there's other ways. If you want to build like a fitness business, then create a course and create a membership. Well, that's, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to have a $9 membership that I have to sell 900 times to make money. That just doesn't sound great to me. So again, right? Like I'm trying to kind of show you how to, how to think in a more innovative way. Like I, I love to be innovative with my clients. And if, if a coach just tells me to like keep trying or, you know, um, there's only one method they know how to give me, then I'm, I'm kind of like, well, what are we doing? Right. And the disclaimer that I will tell you though, is if you're below 10 K months right now, then there's not a lot of like unique ways and, and, I don't know, strategies to do things like you literally just have to get fucking good at selling. And if you can't sell, then that is what you focus on, right? That is not the time to have a new offer to expand to TikTok or whatever. Like you need to master one platform. You need to create a solid outbound sales funnel and sell your ass off the end. But once you start getting to those 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever K months, right? And you're getting to that next level every business scales differently, right? I am not somebody that wanted to have assistant coaches in my fitness coaching business. And you may not either, but you also may want to. But my point is not everyone, if everyone in your coaching container has the same style of business and is around the same income level, then I would say, you know, I, I would question that a little bit. I would say, okay, well, what if I, you know, and I would question your coach too, because I openly tell my, tell my clients, I want us to disagree sometimes, right? This is not me saying that there's an argument. It's just me saying that like, this is not a dictatorship. Okay. I will give you all the tools and my ideas and my thoughts and all of that. But if there's ever something where you're like, Taylor, I don't really love that. That's not an, that's not something that I want to try. What about this? Right? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like we are truly in a partnership here and it's more of a consulting role than it is a, you know, I only see you on a few calls and that's all we do. So anyway, I just want you to understand that you can demand more. This brings me to my next point, which is this like launching model and constantly exhausting your clients. Because 
If the only way your coach knows how to get you out of a rut is to have you launch something, that is a huge red flag. And I see this very, very often with my clients who have come to me stuck at that eight to 10 K mark, eight to 12 K mark, where their only high months are months that they've launched. And I don't know if coaches do this for testimonials or if they do this because that's truly how they want to scale a business, but it's, it's coaches that claim to be running seven figure businesses. And that was not the path that they took. And I'm not sure why that's the path that they're coaching. So again, this is just where I would be more proactive in your, in how you are working with that coach, right? Speaking up, telling them what you need, telling them what you don't want, because at the end of the day, if you are constantly launching every quarter, you are going to be exhausted. Your audience is going to never fully sign up with you at your high level because they're going to assume you're going to have a cheaper offer down the road in a few months, right? Like it's exhausting to constantly launch. Not to mention, it's usually a band-aid for what we're avoiding, right? The constant launch model to get like an influx in, that is not a model that's going to last the like test of time, right? Because you have to have mastered one-to-one before you can master one-to-many. So I don't even like to use the word launch with my clients until they're making 30K plus months, at least. Again, depending on where they are. Everything before that is going to be really making sure your sales funnel makes sense, having your right-hand person hired, right? Like there's just other things that come before that. And again, it's exhausting. So if you're somebody that's constantly in that, in that launch model, in that launch cycle, there's other ways, right? And I want you to challenge your coach, you know? Okay, two more things. So the ninth thing that drives me nuts is old ass testimonials. If a coach that you're watching does not update their testimonials on like a weekly or at least monthly basis, I would be confused because like, I just, I don't understand. Like, I don't even know how to explain more on this. I just know that like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Right. Like I'm cool with sales pages, having videos on there for a while, whatever. Cause I'm not over here updating my sales page every day, but Instagram stories, uh, Instagram posts, like I want to see some updated testimonials because if I'm not seeing new ones, I'm a little confused that you're not getting results for your clients or that results are not typical, right? That results are not typical for your clients. I also want to see testimonials of all kinds, right? Like we love a good money PR, but I also love a good like mindset PR or like aha moment. So share some of those things. And then the last thing is gatekeeping. This drives me insane. I don't know why coaches like to gatekeep. And I see so many business coaches on the internet now claiming crazy things like 100K, not even 100K, like what was something that I saw recently? Oh my God. Oh, zero to 100K in like six weeks. Or like I've seen like million dollar cash months. Okay, listen, if you're claiming that you are making these million dollar cash months or multi six figure cash months or whatever, and you never explain how, and you never highlight your team, and you never show us a behind the scenes look of anything, I do not trust you. That is so weird to me, right? Because I always joke with my team, you know, like 
man, I show, I show all y'all, right? Like I love my team. I'm proud of them. My business wouldn't be where it's at without my team and they deserve credit. And, you know, am I showing you every little teeny tiny thing behind the scenes? No, but if you're my client, you bet your ass I am, right? But on Instagram, right, I'm showing you a behind the scenes look of how I operate, you know, how I troubleshoot, uh, all of those things. But it just really mind, it's mind blowing to me how much gatekeeping I see out there. And again, I understand paying somebody for their secrets or whatever. But if the only thing I see on your Instagram is just like, you know, try harder, focus on your niche. And you're telling me you're making a million dollars a month. I literally do not believe you. Right. So anyway, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a rant because I just wanted this to be in a cohesive spot mainly because it's, it's not going away, right? Like none of this is going away. And I see a lot of cringeworthy things. You guys have told me them, my clients have too. And so just be skeptical, right? Continue to hire, continue to outsource, continue to level up, but don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to ask more of your coach and ask what you need, right? Because we are not mind readers. At the end of the day, we are not mind readers. So if you are in a coaching container and you're not feeling totally fulfilled, there's two things I would tell you. The first thing is I would make sure you have communicated that with your coach in a very constructive way, right? Not in a way that's accusatory or attacking them, but in a way that you are actually being productive with the conversation. Hey, listen, here are a few things that I'm feeling right now and I would love some guidance on implementation or executing or whatever. Can you let me know what you think, right? And the second thing is if you feel like you can do this, I would pay that coach off and move on to something else and somebody else, right? Don't feel like you have to wait for one coach to end before you jump into another coaching container. That's what business credit cards are for, right? Like that's what that can be used for. But Anyway, I wanted to get this out there for you guys. So listen, if there's anything that really resonated, feel free to share it with me. I love to know what you guys love. I love to know what is the most helpful. That's why I put these podcasts out there because I want to make sure you guys have a resource that is really raw and real and transparent. So have the best day y'all and I will talk to you soon. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor DeHaze podcast. Love the episode? Share it and tag me on Instagram. Have a question? My DMs are always open. Until next time, bye y'all.